Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a great time this morning. Uh, I've got Michelle and I've got Lottie here uh, this morning with me and I'm going to interview them and just hear some of what God has been doing in their lives over the last, uh, well, the last few months and recently in the last few weeks. Now, God has been speaking to us <clears throat> over the last few weeks. Pastor Rohan brought a brilliant message a few weeks back uh, about God taking the no out of our lives and replacing it with a yes. And he based that story around Jonah, uh, where Jonah heard from God. God told him to do something, but he didn't really want to do what God was telling him to do. So he jumped on a boat and went in the opposite direction. We know that a storm came up. He ended up getting thrown overboard, swallowed by a whale, thrown up onto the beach, and he ended up going to the city that God told him to. And then God moved powerfully and many, many lives were changed and transformed as a result. And one of the things God's been talking to us about, and, and Jane followed it on last week, was about being led by the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it's amazing how even when God says something really small to us or what we think is small or nudges us to do or say something, where that might lead and where that might take us. And so we're in a time now where, where we've been in, we've had lockdown for a long time and a lot of us have made loads of adjustments during that time. It's been different, it's been challenging, but coming out of lockdown and life in many ways, beginning to kind of move back to more openness, you can travel around, you can go here, go there, do this, do that. We wanna make sure that whatever God has been doing in us over these last few months, that we continue to live in the good of that and we continue to move forward in what God has been doing and is still saying to us. One of the words that God gave us was the story where Jesus tells that when he's calling some of the initial disciples, uh, he says, Take, go out into the deep and throw your nets on the other side. And they were like, come on, Jesus, we've been fishing all night. And he said, yeah, but just, just do it. And they said, well, because you said so, we're going to do it. And, and we know from the story, they had so many fish in the net, they had to call their partnering boats to come and help them. And even those two boats were beginning to sink under the weight of the catch that they had. And God has been speaking to us in our lives and as a church that we're to throw our nets on the other side. We're to go into the deep and the deep represented really going out further into people's lives where there are more the challenges of life, uh, the, the degree of pain and hurt and guilt and shame that's going on in people's lives. Go out into the deep because that's where God wants to release the life that we have, the life of who he is in us. That's where he wants to release his life into other people's lives, out where the hurt is, the pain is, the need is. And, and if we know Jesus, we have so much in our lives that other people need. And I think sometimes it's only when we, we begin to give that away in some way, we realise how much we have, how much life and power, how much love we have. You know, when you're in a situation where you need to love in a fresh way, it's amazing how God's love in us rises up to be able to love and bless and serve someone in a way that if we just think about it, we sometimes think, I don't know, if I have what I need to meet that need, whereas actually God in us enables us to meet the needs in other people's lives. So in that context this morning, uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat with, with these guys and just hear some of their story, what God's been doing 
uh, in them over the last uh, few weeks. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Welcome, Lottie. It's great to have you guys uh, with us this morning. Now, now you guys have been friends for a long time, is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 27 years. 27 years. Wow. So uh, you don't look old enough to be friends for 27 years. Exactly. Okay. Now, um, Michelle, recently, uh, God's been kind of speaking to you, well, since the beginning of the year by the sound of it. Can you just give us a little bit of a heads up of, of kind of what this year started like and, and what's been sort of happening and progressing since then? Yeah. So, um, so to the start of the year, obviously, I was, um, I was uh, going to work as normal and... Um, and I was involved also with um, sort of like some continual study for myself. So um, I was embarking on another kind of higher degree and um, to what I've already got. And, um, and that, there were some challenges with that. And um, Sorry to interrupt, but you, you work in the medical world. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Medical yeah. Kind of, so I'm, yeah. I'm a nurse um, yeah. and I work for a university. Yeah. So I train student nurses. Right. And... Um, and so I was, I was going to work as normal and then obviously the lockdown situation happened and I've been um, working from home. Sure. So my teaching, instead of being live um, to a class, has been online. And, um, but with my, um, with my kind of study and other, other sort of interests that I had, you know, that, that's been challenging for a while for one reason or another. And, um, and I felt like God was maybe saying to me... Um, that there was, um, you know, my motives weren't quite right with it, and um, and that he, you know, that there was going to be a bit of a change that right. was going to be happening. Um, yeah. So what you, you he was telling you then you needed to stop the focus of that research and and in terms of what you were doing. Yeah, I felt that um, you know it was it was becoming a bit of a struggle for me and. Um, and I just um, wasn't happy with what I was producing, and I felt that um, I felt like there was um, there was a reason for that that right. maybe my motives weren't quite quite right, and okay. um, and that perhaps there was you know um, I needed to lay it down for a yeah. time. Yeah. So what what then coming into the lockdown kind of time? What started to happen in you? So you're not doing the research. You got some more time on your hands, as it were, and and then obviously God God began to speak to you about. Yeah. Stuff started to happen, really. Yeah. What, what? So, um, so, yeah, stuff. Um, so I kind of, um, I, w I was still continuing it on until more recently, but um, um, uh, Lottie um, had contacted me. We, we, um, we picked up contact, I don't know, about six months, no, maybe more than that, about a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. And, um, but more recently, um, she um, made contact with me and I, um, I felt it right. We had never really spoken about the fact that I was a Christian right. and, um, and that we were, just, we were just mates and hadn't really said anything about that at all. And, um, and actually you sent me <laughs> the article that you spoke about last week, Clive, with oh, what, Jürgen, um, Klopp. Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> Everyone knows that I'm a big Liverpool fan. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, you do now. And... Um, Michelle is probably one of the most craziest, fanatical Liverpool fans you've ever come across, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, OK. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you sent me that article yeah. and I read the bit that Jurgen Klopp... Well, I read all of it, but the bit that Jurgen Klopp had said about um, 
if you know Jesus, why would you be quiet about it? Right. And um, and about that, that would be crazy. Right. And it really um, stirred something in me. And I thought, you know, wh wh why am I why am I going around being quiet yeah. about it? Um, not that I'd be become some crazy freak, but you know, be normal and and share sure. um, share my faith if if there was that kind of opportunity if it came up. And um, the blessing, the song that came out um, at the beginning of lockdown, yeah. I um, I just felt it right to. Um, send that to to Lottie right and um, and so there was me inside you know so I sent it to her on whatsapp so this is this is before Lottie knew anything about Jesus or, yeah. or what on this story we're going to hear in a minute yeah okay yeah Brilliant. absolutely so yeah. so so this was a few months back and um so I whatsapp whatsapped it to her um on a Sunday afternoon actually and um and was feeling a little bit apprehensive, like, yeah. oh my, okay, I've stepped out here a bit. And uh, I got this reply back and it said, um, I've listened to a few seconds of it. It sounds lovely. I'll listen to it later if you don't mind. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and um, I don't know whether you listened to it or not, but at the time you did. <laughs> um, and, um, and that just, um, that just started that kind of connection again, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that's kind of where where things really kind of started. Okay. For for us. So so what happened next then after after that initial contact? What what, what happened after that? Okay, so we we um, we just chatted a little bit and um, and uh, and. and I'd, I went and visited her, um, obviously social distancing at that time. Yeah. And, um, and then um, I, there's a lady in the church, a lot of people would know, Sally Hopkins. Yeah, and, um, brilliant. And I um, had wanted to connect um, Lottie and Sally together um, some time ago. Um, and for one reason or another, it, it kind of wasn't, I didn't think it was the right time. Yeah. And then um, it was one, one Monday morning, um, at sort of like beginning of June time, end of May, beginning of June, I really felt that it was the right time. It was like the Holy Spirit really um, quickened me yeah. to, to back to this idea that I'd had. And so I, um, I phoned up Lottie and I said, you know that lady I spoke to you about from the church, would you, how do you feel if I was to connect you this time? Um, would, you, would you like that? And her reply was, yes, definitely, please give her my number. So then I phoned Sally, and unbeknown to me, it was the start of her annual leave week. Right. So she said, oh, I've got all the time in the world. Amazing. You know, I've got nothing planned, yeah. we're in lockdown, so all my plans have kind of gone out the window so I can go and visit. Right. And so Sally went um, to visit Lottie, I think, on the same day. I think so, yeah. And... Um, and so that was a great connection yeah. um, for them, yeah, right. and, and for, for Sally to share her story, um, her testimony with, with Lottie. Right. Brilliant. Now, Lottie, obviously, uh, so, so you met Sally. Yeah. 
And Sally, I'm sure you're watching Sally, you are amazing, okay? Mm. And uh, faithful lady, loves people, and she obviously came to your house and, uh, and you met and you guys chatted. So what, what's, what happened to you or what was your life like at that time? My life at that time was chaotic. It's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. So I've had a history of drink problems for about 15 years, which have slowly progressively got worse because of things that have happened in my life or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was a fully fledged alcoholic. It's not a very nice label. Um, but I drank to the point where I made myself so poorly. So I was in and out of hospital, various admissions. Um, my worst admission was the one where I was given not very long to live. Right. And we actually given a night to live at one point. Yeah. And that's when things started to change for me. I was in and out of sleep comas, so I don't remember too much. Yeah. Mm. But I had an experience on this, this one night where I felt somebody hold my hand and say, come with me. And I was fast asleep in the sleep coma that I had, but I knew it was the Lord speaking to me. Right. And things started to happen. I started praying. Even when I was asleep, I started praying. I remember mm. I'd open my eyes every now and again and see various different people, ex-work colleagues. Obviously, everyone was called from the hospital to come to my bedside. Yeah. Um, and I just kept praying and praying. And then things started to really change really, really rapidly. So I got moved into a side room and I started to have the strength to, um, I couldn't wash myself. I couldn't do anything. I was right. totally dependent on nurses and right. family. And I started to be able to sit myself up um, I was started to be able to eat because I lost so much weight. I went down to like five stone. Yeah. So I started to be able to eat a little bit and drink. And yeah, things started to change to the point where I got strong enough to be discharged from hospital. Wow. Um, which is when sort of Michelle and I started speaking. Yeah. And I didn't realise, but Michelle had followed my little story because I used to do my little, when I was in kind of recovery in hospital, I used to do my social media little diary. Yeah. Because I wasn't ashamed of what I was, I was putting it out there, you know, yeah. so people could follow my progress. Yeah. And Michelle had been praying for ages, mm. hadn't you, for mm. me? And yeah. yeah, so then we sort of touched base again. I think I came to you, didn't I, for... I don't know what, a pot noodle or something. <laughs> right, a pot noodle. Pot noodle. <laughs> okay, you've got to bring pot noodle in yeah. here. I'm now sponsored by pot noodle. <laughs> okay, so Lottie's favourite food is pot noodle, Anything right? I could eat at the time. <laughs> and, and I said I think we should get her a sponsorship somehow with <laughs> pot noodle, so um, we'll... we'll <laughs> yeah, we, you should do that. Um, so yeah, Michelle said, what can I bring you? She said, I said, I just need a pot noodle, because I wasn't strong enough to even go up the stairs or down the stairs right. or let, let them go to the shops. Right. So yeah, there yeah. again, unbeknownst to me, Michelle appears on my doorstep with some candles and a pot noodle, of course. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got, we got chatting, didn't yeah. we? Um, and Michelle could see how, how rotten I was. I was a little frail little, yeah. wasn't I, a figure yeah. of what I should be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we got onto the whole Christmas, I could see Michelle was itching to sort of talk to me, and, but you were, you were finding it difficult as how I was gonna like, yeah. respond Right. her praying and she right. asked if she could pray with me I said yeah please do didn't I mm. and mm. yeah so we've moved on mm. from that sort of mm. step now. right mm. so when you're in hospital mm. um, at that point you didn't know Jesus no I had a faith because right. I was brought up a Catholic right. um, so it wasn't alien to me okay. um, so but no I'd left that all behind yeah. you know, for various different reasons yeah. and no so not on the level that I am at the moment so things yeah. have spiraled very quickly just as quickly as I got better now my faith is spiraled in the same, same yeah, yeah. pace as well. 
Right. So you guys, so you obviously went round, started to talk together, pray together, mm-hmm. and then there was a, a Sunday morning, wasn't there, where you, you started to watch online. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Sally had come round, yeah. and she said, we'll watch together, and so we watched together, and it all just resonated with me. I just, it touched me a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah, from then on, <laughs> I was on the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, you you showed you showed Jane and I a picture the other day mm. of what you looked like about a month ago, yeah, and then how you look now. Scary. And it's like you look like a completely different person. Yeah. You know? I mean, like you're beaming. Yeah. It's like your health's coming back, isn't it? and and on weight. <laughs> so are you putting on weight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you look amazing. You know, mm. compared yeah. to where you were. Do you know what I mean? A few a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, I, I so couldn't get out of bed or anything at one right, point. Right. Right. So yeah, it's been really quickly what's happened, you know. So. Right. Mm. So I know there's a lot more to your story, mm. isn't there? In terms of, you know, the, the, we haven't got time for, and probably wouldn't be right to talk about now right. at, at this stage. Uh, but in terms of knowing that you're forgiven, yeah. uh, the freedom that God is obviously bringing into your life, you know, from from the alcohol and and all of the stuff that God's doing uh, in you. What? How, how do you? In the difference now having Jesus in you, what, what is that like now compared to before? I think I said to you and we met for a little chat last week, is I don't have the shame anymore because right. you carry around so much shame yeah. with addiction, whatever form of addiction it is, you right. sort of walk around with your heads like low. Now yeah. I feel like now I've given all my sins yeah. and there was a lot to give. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I can actually walk with my head held high now and not so, you know, I'm just not, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the biggest. I'm peaceful. I feel so peaceful now. Right, right. I said to you, didn't I? I just before it was like it was waves and waves, and I was like it was like covering me. Now it's like the waters are calming. Yeah, yeah. So you so you know you're forgiven then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I never thought I deserved before. It's like you want to punish yourself. Right, right. That's amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Michelle, in terms of um, just picking up from from. Obviously, Lottie giving her life mm. to the Lord, and what, and then your kind of part in that. Yeah. Um, what What happened next then, in terms of because obviously you've had an alcohol addiction. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and the degree of that obviously was a lot more severe than you obviously sort of communicated. Yeah. So now, I've you got know. I've got lots of health issues. So you know. I've got decompensated liver cirrhosis. I had ascites where I had to be drained in an emergency and right. brain disease because of it and stuff. Right. Yeah. I did it properly. <laughs> <laughs> you went the whole hog, yeah? yeah. But now God's doing, mm. reversing all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and bringing yeah. you back to health and total wellness and healing. It's yeah. going to be amazing to, to hear all the, you know, the stories it continues mm. to, to go forward, you know. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah, Absolutely. brilliant. So Michelle, in, in yeah. terms of uh, Lottie giving her life to the Lord and, and what's that, then you, you kind of were finishing the, the research stuff or putting mm-hmm. it on hold for mm-hmm. a while, knowing yeah. it wasn't right. Yeah. Obviously create some space and, and when we were yeah. talking the other day, you said it's like God seemed to create some space for you now to have the time to do what you're kind of beginning to do now. What, yeah. what, what explain that? Yeah, so, um, so I, uh, yeah, unbeknown to me at the time, um, when I felt like the timing wasn't right for me um, to pursue, um, obviously, my job and this, um, and this, like, PhD. Yeah. Um, um, and um, and so it's kind of obviously it's a hard thing to put down and admit that you know maybe it's not the right time, and um, and uh, but but I now see that actually you know 
God has something different for me to be doing. Yeah. And um, and obviously, when a friend um, is is in need, you want to be able to to help. Well, yeah. certainly I I did, and um, and I and I just knew that when Lottie, you know, had that night to live, um, when the hospital said she had that night to live, I I, I knew that that wasn't she was going to live beyond beyond right. that, you yeah. know, and. Um, and that she's going to be telling her story um, to many people, um, and um, but I knew also that she needed some help, some you know resource to be able to um, live free, right? To get free, and she really wanted to. Yeah. And so I was at home one one Sunday evening, and um, and I'd just been you know having my own time of prayer and worship and stuff, and just. Um, was about to go up to bed and I felt um, like I felt Holy Spirit say to me to put on the television right. and specifically to TBN UK right. which is one of the religious channels on Sky which I knew about the channel but I don't I don't ever really watch any of them at all and um, so I put on the program I put on the channel and the program was something like titled living in the light or I can't yeah, remember sure. now what it was called exactly. But anyway, I switched it on. And the moment I switched it on, the presenter was just, she was interviewing this lady and the presenter said to the lady, so um, Jesus uh, um, healed you or delivered you from addiction to alcohol. And then you wrote this um, resource program to help others. And I thought, hello. Right, so yeah. quickly, like <laughs> grabbing something to a pen and a, yeah. and it was a back of an envelope right. to just write a few notes on. And um, and I made a few notes. And then the next day, I um, I was trying to find who this person was. Her name was Emma Emma Heath. Right. So I was trying to find her um, so that I could kind of see what it was that she had been. Um, been writing and I knew that it was something to do with keys so I kept putting all this into the into the computer yeah. into Google search and um, it was coming up with all sorts of other things um, but um, to cut a long story short I managed to connect with this um, with Emma um, through social media right. and also I managed to um, contact um, keys it's called keys community detox right and um, and I introduced myself and I said, you know, my friend, about my friend, um, gave them a little bit of information. And because of the whole lockdown situation, the way they were operating had, um, had changed. Um, and they said to me that um, normally they would, uh, we, we would have local centres which would um, support somebody right, in the community. Sure. Yeah. But of course, there wasn't a local centre, um, but... Um, they they certainly would want to help, and um, and so if if I would like to be involved in helping with um, with this um, detox yeah. detox from alcohol, right? Of course, I said yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, and then um, that all the whole story just sort of was the journey to freedom really started started from then. So it started with. Um, a period of stabilisation, didn't it? Because yeah. it's important to find your um, a comfort, what you call a comfortable level, um, because it helps them with any reduction yeah. that um, of alcohol 
that somebody does. And yeah. obviously there's a whole series of um, um, assessments to be done. Sure. And um, the, the, the doctor who's, who's written the, the Keys Community Detox Programme. Yeah, he's he, an amazing guy, isn't he? He's an amazing yeah, guy. Yeah, he's brilliant. He works with, um, of course, with um, any GP and um, consultant. So right, in, in sure. Lottie's case, in, yeah. with her consultant. So it's not going behind anyone's back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all working together in partnership, which is really important. Brilliant. So, so Lottie then, you, you've, so you, you went through that detox. Yeah. And are, yeah. you, are you now? Yeah, I'm totally free. So I had my freedom day, they call it. So yeah. you have to stabilise first because yeah. being an alcoholic, you, you go up and down, you know, yeah. sometimes you drink loads and other yeah. times, you know, you're so sleepy that you don't drink, yeah. um, which is dangerous for me because I have seizures and things. So stabilised at a level and it sounds so simple and just each day it's re reduced really slowly. Yeah. Um, over a period, was it two weeks for me? Yeah, wasn't two it? weeks. Two weeks, but it can be different for other people as well, depending on what your alcohol intake is. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and it's all based yeah. around, it's, it's Christian yeah. charity. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Sally used to deliver my, yeah. my, my, my um, daily amount yeah. in little bottles. I never want to see those bottles ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michelle would, would check in on me. Steve, as we say, he'd ring every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant. So I was medicated to a certain degree to stop seizures and things. Yeah. And then, yeah, I had my freedom day and now, no, nothing at all. That's, that's so, so good, isn't it? So, so, so you went from being totally dependent on alcohol. I mean, um, I obviously know a bit more of your story. Completely yeah. dependent on alcohol constantly mm. through the whole day. And night. I'd and wake night. up in the night yeah. with, with withdrawals. If I hadn't had a drink for like three hours, I'd right. wake up. And all shaking. the physical symptoms. And then within two weeks, you're off alcohol. Yeah. Totally. Don't even think about it. Right. Yeah, it's, mm. I went out for lunch with my mum yesterday. Yeah. And went to a restaurant and and she go, you're going to be all right. That's fine, mum. I'm just going to have a lime soda. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. It's it's it seems too simple to be true, but it really is as simple as that with the right support. Yeah. yeah. You know that's what it is. The support yeah. is so massive. The NHS yeah. are brilliant at detoxing you. Yeah. And then they tap you on the bottom and off you go home and there's nothing. You're in a big wide world. Right. And you know. Right. When things happen, then you automatically go back to it. So, right, mm. right. Mm. Yeah, so support is key. Right. So, so there's the there's the medical side, if mm. you like, of, of the detox, and what then there's the relational side, like yeah. the support that around people. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Which. Do you want yeah. To say so key, that? keys is um, keys is based on it's three three keys really. Yeah. Um, so you've got the medical side, yeah. which is um, which which is where you you've got your physical dependency, whether it's alcohol or, or whatever your dependency right. is. Okay. Um, so that's the, that's the medical side where there's a structure. It's called the scar, which is structured controlled alcohol reduction. Yeah. Um, and that's that's tailored to every single individual right. because um, in Lottie's case it was a 14-day reduction, but obviously with other people it might be a different style of reduction, yeah. Yeah. Um, different rate of reduction, and um, so that's the medical side um, where where Dr. Steve Smith he he works with the person's GP, the individual's GP, and any other organisations yeah. that, that need to also be, be involved, yeah. involved um, to make sure that it's a safe, um, uh, slow reduction, and, um, and that all the agencies are, are aware of what's happening. Right. 
And then the other key is um, spiritual. So you've, um, got, so you've got the medical yep, and you've got so the relational got the medi- support, uh, a small group Okay, of so the community then. Okay, community, so of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the community key is, um, is really about um, bringing good, healthy relationships for that, for that individual. So it's a whole support network yeah. Yeah. Of, of people to come around that individual. And, you know, not just for um, the 14-day or the 10-day or seven day detox, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. and then say, oh, bye. See, but it's, it's about it's in helping that individual to, um, to have good, healthy relationships yeah. that will go on right. beyond right. that detox. Right. Um, yeah, so the, okay. the community, as Lottie said, that support is so, so important. Right. Yeah, lots of people from the church came around and we did prayer yeah. meetings and we shared stories, you know, and it was, yeah. it's been, Valuable, really has. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like, like you say, a whole new community yeah. of friends, right? Yeah. So in Lottie's case, there were seven. Right. Seven. <laughs> we got seven. Not that she needed seven people, but seven <laughs> people. I, I just, um, I was like, yeah, we're going to do this, and yeah. and I um, connected with some friends of mine, um, people that I thought also um, Lottie would would um, really get on well yeah, with. Right. Um, and, and people that I could trust as well, um, to to then be committed to praying for her, yeah. um, to maybe um, phoning or doing um, a Zoom or other, yeah. some other kind of yeah. um, online meeting, and maybe also physically meeting, as obviously the lockdown was lifting, you know, you, you could do that with, sure. with some sort of, obviously, um, social distancing. Yeah. And so, um, so that that was the community side, and then the the other side or the last key is the spiritual. Yeah. And um, and so the keys program runs on an adapted like the twelve steps which um, alcoholics um, the anonymous use, um, where the but with the keys the higher power. Um, referral there is Jesus. Obviously, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and um, and obviously, whereas obviously in, in normal um, Alcoholics Anonymous or yeah. any other detox sure. um, rehab yeah. place, the higher power can be whatever the individual right, sure. wants it to be. But with Keys, it's very much focused on Jesus yeah. and on what what Jesus Jesus has done and right. um, and right. it's just very truth love of God. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. very yeah. truth centered, centered yeah. on 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 the word of God that you know. Um, Jesus can set people free right, and does right. set people free. Right. And um, so uh, there, there are a number of resources that they also um, have to help people, um, you know, see how Jesus can set you free right. and takes you through. Like a, for one is called a help, help to find freedom, yeah. which um, focuses on, it's similar to um, the Freedom in Christ program. Yeah. But it runs over six weeks, and it can start um, when people are s- stabilising, or it can start through their detox, yeah, sure. or obviously start yeah. afterwards. It yeah. just kind of depends on that individual, what's yeah. right for that individual. But it's a six-week program, and um, you can run it on a weekly basis, or it could run. So it's totally you flexible have a around the individual. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so the whole keys thing is like a pathway, isn't it? Yeah. And in the same way as, as a church, we have like a discipleship pathway. We want to help people grow 
Keys also runs like on a pathway, didn't it? From in terms of okay, you're addicted, you got some challenges, some issues, and that through to total freedom, you're free and everyone. And obviously, the truth in that, as part of that, very much moves people, like changes people, like like you've experienced. It's a lifelong journey. Own. It's lifelong. Yeah. yeah, they don't give up on you. They just yeah. So they set up your program when you finished your detox. And I started mine exactly the next day. Right. So all my meetings, I'm all zoomed out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you zoomed, but it's, it's like a, I mean, you might not understand, but it's like a discipleship pathway, yeah. discipleship process that you're in, in terms of discovering who God is, Yeah. you know, being free from, mm. you know, having a different way of thinking. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's that's a lot of what goes on in people when they first become a Christian. If they come out of a, you know, any kind of life before knowing God, your, your whole way of thinking, your, your mindsets, your paradigms are, are set through various experiences of life. And some of it is having, it's like God changing that, renewing that and transforming you, you know, yeah. your thinking's changing, your outlook is changing. I found that with, with me, I was very stubborn to start with, wasn't I? Because I know Michelle through nursing and it was always, like, I've always been in charge of my own life and I've right. always helped everyone else on the wards and everything. And then all of a sudden I'm asking for help, but I, I was too proud to ask for help, if you know right. what I mean. But then when I gave in, it was like everything started to happen, basically. It was right. amazing. Amazing. And it is changing your mindset, you're right, it's totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So in terms of um, what we've been talking about this morning, uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing to hear kind of Michelle's journey over the last few months in terms of going in, going in one direction in terms of study and research and God kind of putting the brakes on that and saying, hey, I want some space in your life because there's some other th things I want you to be, to be doing. And, and one of the things we're doing as a church is we are, we're gonna, we're beginning a partnership with Keys uh, as, a, as an organizational stroke ministry. Uh, we're gonna begin a partnership with them and, and become like, um, a, what is it called? A key center. A key center. Uh, for Horsham and uh, so in terms of setting that up um, we're gonna uh, be like the the partner centre for Keys in Horsham and that means not just for our own church but for anybody across the town in any churches and, and Michelle's gonna head that up and, and oversee that in relationship with, with Keys and uh, we're gonna if, if people are, are really interested in I want to find out more about how I could be involved in that because there are other people in and around the church uh, who uh, we're reaching, who have maybe similar kind of uh, life than Lottie's had. There's somebody, a friend of hers actually gave his life to the Lord last Sunday, uh, who's had some other kind of challenges. And, and so he's also begun uh, the detox uh, in the last few days, isn't he? Um, he's he's stabilising. Stabilising, sorry, yeah. stabilising at the moment. And then to go on to the, the, the next steps, and it's like God's going to just bring more and more people around our lives. And many of them might be people we already know. It's like Michelle and Lottie, obviously been friends for years. So it's not just people that we've never met. There might be people in our worlds that have got these challenges going on in their, in their lives. And it might be that you're watching this morning and you, you realise, man, I, I've, I've got some issues. I've got some challenges. I need some freedom. I need these things dealt with in, in my life uh, as well. And, and if, that's, if that's you this morning... I'd love you to get in touch with us, okay? You might be part of the church. 
in one of the congregations and maybe there's some stuff going on in your life that nobody else knows about, but through what you've just heard, it's like, wow, I, I need some freedom. I, ne I need Jesus to, to do some stuff in my life in the same way. Uh, or you might be connecting in this morning, you don't know Jesus or you're not part of the church and you're hearing some things and it's like, man, I, I've got stuff in my life. I need help too. And, and particularly if, if you're not in the church because you might have relationships or somebody to connect to, it'd be great if you could email us, okay, at in, info at kingdomfaith.com and say, hey, could you help me? Um, we will get in touch with you and, and we will help you in whatever way is relevant uh, in terms of what you, you need in your life, okay? If, if you're somebody in the church and you're hearing this story and what God's doing this morning and, and you're hearing about keys, which is maybe just another uh, aspect or tool that God wants to bring into our lives because of the amount of people that are going to come, say, when I say through the doors, I don't just mean of a building, but through the doors of our lives that are going to need freedom, help, support, discipleship. Uh, there might be someone where you say, I'd love to be part of that. Or I want to find out more. Okay. Now, if, if that's you and you want to find out more about how you can get involved in this and what this might look like, not just in Horsham, but what could it, could it look like in Crawley or Worthing or Burgess Hill? Okay. Any of our congregations, then again, send us an email, info at kingdomfaith.com. Put in the subject thing, uh, keys project. Okay. And we're going to have a Zoom call right at the beginning of September with all of the people in the life of the church that are interested in, can I, I want to know more and how can I be involved in, 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 in this? Uh, and we're going to have an online meeting with myself, with Michelle, and, uh, and we're going to then explain how this is going to work, how you can be involved. There's different ways in which you can get involved. Uh, there are lots of different aspects of that. So you don't, don't think, oh, I'm not skilled or I'm not very good at these sort of things. If something's going off in you this morning, you're thinking, man, I, I'd love to be involved in, in something like that. I don't know how, but I'd love to. Then just ping that email in, info at kingdomfaith.com and then put in the thing, um, Keys Project, and we'll get in touch and let you know when that is and, and how we're going to move things forward in uh, in the life of the in the life of the church so guys i just want to say a massive thanks to you for being with us this morning i know lotta you've been busy with all kinds of zoom uh things that you're involved in in terms of uh you know the discipleship process and all of that that you're going through which is amazing i know mm -hmm. you've been busy as well uh, yeah, <laughs> just just to let you know guys they are they are in the same bubble so yeah. some of you might be looking at going they're, they're very, they seem very close. Well, they're in the same bubble and, and Lottie's been staying with Michelle. And so that's why we, we sat them there and not a million miles away. That's why I'm over here and they're over there. Uh, just to let you know this morning, because we have had one or two emails here and there saying, hey, you know, is, is, and it's like, no, it's okay. This, this couple are married leading the worship. So it's all right. They're in the, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, so what I'd like to do now, just want to pray. Okay. And I want to thank these guys and we're going to pray for them. Okay. But also I want to pray because one of the things that God is speaking to us about is one is our availability. Are, are we really available, agile, flexible, willing? Uh, and it started with Michelle kind of hearing from God, don't, don't spend a certain amount of time following, pursuing what you think is the right thing in, in that moment. And she knew she had some space, didn't know what that space was going to be filled with, but now she's going to pick up this and, and run the keys locally. That's the space that, that God's filling 
uh, in, in her life. Uh, so it started with a bit of a nudge. I'm not sure if I should be doing this research anymore. Uh, it wasn't like she had a download of, you're going to start this thing, you're going to be running this, you're going to be doing that, it's going to be affecting all these people's lives. She just knew, I've got to stop doing this. And then God said, right, now I can fill that with something else. Along with that, there was a little nudge uh, sometime in May. Why don't you send Lottie the blessing song? And, and in her mind was like, well, will she like it or not? Is she going to think I'm a weirdo? Uh, what's going to, you know, and, and, but it was a simple, what shall I do? And, and where we are now in terms of this story, it started with a nudge. Don't spend time doing this. Well, why not? Well, I don't, I've just got to stop. And then God filled it. Then another little nudge, send your mate this song. Well, is it really going to be that? You know, but we don't know when the Holy Spirit nudges us with a little thing like ping your friend a song or whatever, where that might lead. So we're not necessarily looking for God to download some vision that's going to transform the world or the community uh, and such and say, well, until I get that, I can't do anything. It might just start for you and me in different situations where... Firstly, you say, God, I'm available. Secondly, he says, well, why don't you just do this or do that or do the other? Might be a little thing, but who knows where that will lead? And I think I heard a mate of mine once said, most of us are thinking, uh, I want God to do something great through my life. And we're waiting for this one massive great thing to happen. And, and this is what he said. He said, the funny thing is greatness is made up of loads of small little things, but when you put them all together, it looks great. And I think that's what the journey, our relationship with God is like. We take one step at a time, we just respond to whatever God's saying in this moment. And as we do, God leads us from one thing to the next. And suddenly there's a story to tell of who God is, what he's doing in somebody's life and all the glory ultimately goes to, to him. So let's take a few moments and let's pray, shall we? Just give this time to the Lord and give ourselves to the Lord and, and, and just be saying to him, okay, God, I'm here, I'm available, ready for whatever little nudges, whatever little things you want to say, I'll respond and I'll just do it. Mm. Even though I don't know what it's going to lead to, I'm not sure what people might think, but I'm going to do it anyway because you're in charge and you know what you're going to do as a result. So Father, we just thank you for this time together this morning. Father, I thank you for Lottie mm. and all that you're doing in her. Father, I thank you that she's off the alcohol, the power of that addiction is broken, all the shame, the guilt, fear, other things that gripped her life. I thank you for the power of those things. They've been broken uh, by what you've been doing in her life. And Father, I thank you. She's like a transformed lady. Mm. Uh, uh, in terms of how she looks, what you've done on the inside of her. And Father, I thank you that the outside, that shining, beaming face and demeanor, it, mm. it shows what you've done on the inside because mm. now on the inside she's shining, she's beaming because mm. of who you are and what you've done. And Father, I thank you for total healing mm. in her body, in, in, in her, her, her bodily organs, in her whole system, that complete miracle and Father I thank you that her life is a miracle in motion right now mm. and and you are you are just bringing her to wholeness in every way mm. and Father I thank you for Michelle just the willingness to to say I won't I won't pursue this PhD or this this research that might help my career but I felt you say hang on wait a minute put it on pause and now you've opened some other things up that's going to transform more and more people's lives. Father, I just thank you for that response that she made and what you're doing in her. I know she's absolutely buzzing and excited about what you're doing and what you're opening up at this time. 
and the time that you've made available for her to do it uh, because of the way her works had to change as well. But Father, I just pray for every one of us now in the middle of everything going on. I thank you. You've already been nudging people. You've already been speaking to people. I thank you for people. They've already sent songs or whatever it is, whatever little nudge you've uh, done with each one of us. People have already been doing that. Father, continue that journey. Continue to open up whatever that's going to lead to in terms of lives being changed, households, families being changed. And Father, we just want to make ourselves available. So wherever you are now, just maybe just tell the Lord, Father, I'm available. If I've got blinkers on in any way where I'm just blinkered to what you're saying, I, I just ask you to remove those blinkers now so I can hear you, I can see, I can respond to whatever you want to do. Help me to listen to the voice of your spirit in those moments, those nudges, and just respond to them. Thank you, Lord. Father, would you do that across all the congregations in all of our lives so that there are many miracles in lives, those miracles in motions, if you like, that you want to do in so many people's lives in the same way you are in Lottie, Michelle, Lottie's friend who, who gave his life to the Lord last weekend and what you're doing in him. I'm sure we're going to hear from him in the coming weeks as to what you've been doing. So, Father, we exalt you over our lives. We praise your mighty awesome name mm. and just before we move on just for the last couple of parts of the meeting this morning some of you might need some healing in your body mm. it might be some oppression depression just lifting off there might be some physical symptoms that you need to be free from whatever they are just give them to the Lord now just hand them over and say, Father, I give you this oppression. I give you the depression. I give you this pain. I give you this ache. I give you this diagnosis. I give you this cycle of sickness. I give you the fear that can be connected with some of that. I hand that over to you right now. I let it go. I throw it off like your word says. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I throw this stuff off because of your power, Jesus, and what you've done on the cross, taking it, every sickness, every oppression, every depression, every guilt, shame, pain, everything, you've taken it. So I give it to you right now. I let it go. Maybe you need to say this morning, this is not my sickness. Maybe that you've been saying that in your life. You've been saying, well, this is my asthma or this is my pain or this is my, don't take it on as yours. Je give it to Jesus because he's taken it on the cross. So you're saying, Jesus, this is not mine. This belongs to you. You've dealt with it. And so as I give it to you, this symptom dies off in my life. These symptoms go because your power in me is greater than the symptoms, greater than the sickness. And so we just speak healing now to people. We just command aches and pains, diagnosis to change from sickness to health and wholeness. Oppression lift off, depression lift off. Hearing issues, ears, be open, be healed right now. Respiratory things, be healed now. Muscle disorders, be healed now. I believe there's an electrical connections in people's brains. Some of you might be connected with dyslexia or dyspraxia, but I believe God is, is healing some, men, uh, some connections in the brain that need to be adjusted right now. He, he, he designed your brain. He knows how it, sh it should work. And God's making some adjustments right now and restoring your brain to its original intention, original design. You're going to be able to think straight. You're going to be able to read properly. You're going to be able to write properly. You're gonna, things are going to change. Father, I thank you for your healing grace now. 
Father, I thank you for a heart condition that you're healing now. As somebody sits in their lounge on the sofa, that heart condition, that I, I just sense one of you, it's like your heart is burning. It's not heartburn from eating food. It's, it's a burning now as God is touching your heart. He's healing you right now. God loves to do the impossible. You've heard the impossible this morning. Somebody who was an alcoholic, addicted, couldn't get off this stuff and a few weeks later, totally free. And God is now healing all the physical things in relation to the damage that was caused by that. God is healing and restoring all of that in the same way. He's healing that heart now. Heart, there's a heart valve that God is opening that's been stuck and you've had issues with it. God is opening that. It's like he's giving you a new valve. That's what he does. He loves to do that kind of thing. And Jesus, I thank you for your healing grace coming upon people now that as they receive, whether we've mentioned it or not, Father, I thank you for your healing power in people's bodies being released. Father, I thank you for those that are watching that don't know you. Father, I thank you. You reveal who you are right into their lives now. The reality, Father, I know that others, their, their kind of heart is pounding at this moment, not because it's sick, but because they're saying, oh, God's real. I want to respond to him. If that's you today, maybe just where you are, say, God, I surrender. I give up trying to run my own life. I surrender. Mm. And I hand everything over to you. God, I need your forgiveness. I need you to clean me up. I need you, God. And I give you everything now. And I ask you that you give me who you are. Give me all of who you are now. Father, I just pray anybody's heart, anybody's response like that this morning, that you work and move in their heart now. If that's you today and that's your kind of response, you don't know what to pray, but you know I've got to do this. Please, again, get in touch with us. Info at kingdomfaith.com. Just say, hey, I want to give my life to Jesus. Don't know what to do with somebody. Help me. And we will get in touch, talk with you, pray with you and help you take your next steps in your Christian life or in a, in a relationship with God. So Father, I thank you for your hand on us, your grace upon our lives. I speak your blessing, your goodness and your abundance over all of us in your mighty, awesome name. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.